0: Tonight we want to continue with the carriers of the glory. Let's go to John 17, and this is where we'll begin uh, looking at some things that I believe the Lord has helped us see, and um, the uh, the Lord really dealt with us, especially back uh, in the summer, and, and we taught on a series called the character of Christ, and that series was designed to to because. The, the Lord kept saying to us, I want you to carry the glory, but to do so, you got to cultivate your character. you got to cultivate your character. And it's, it's not so much not sinning as much as it is uh, he dealt with us more about cultivating the character of Christ in our life, walking in love, walking in humility, uh, walking in so that we qualify to carry the glory. In John chapter 17, we'll start here in verse 20. Now remember that John 17 is the prayer that Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane right before they came and took him away. So they had left the upper room and they come to the garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is praying this prayer. And he begins in, we begin in verse 20 and he said, neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe on me through their word. So he's praying for us. All right, because every one of us believed on Jesus because of their word. And then notice he says, <clears throat> That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me. Now follow this progression. As you are in me, and I in you, that they may be one in us. For what purpose? That the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory. Which you gave me, I have given them. Same glory. The glory that God gave Jesus, Jesus gave us. And notice, that they may be one, even as we are one. So the glory you gave me, I have given them. Same glory. And he said, Notice that the Father gave Jesus the glory that was in Him and Jesus gave the glory that was in the Father first and and Jesus gave us that glory that was in the Father first and then in Him. And then He says that the glory is a a uniting factor. It's what unites us. The glory is what unites us because it's the same glory in each of us. Amen. Same glory. Now... The issue is we had to qualify to carry the glory. All right, now, 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 a lot of people nowadays, they don't like words like that, qualify. Well, here's the thing. When you were born into the earth, you were born a sinner. You were born a sinner. You were born separated from God. I didn't qualify to carry the glory. Amen. Amen. I got born again. Now remember, I got born again, and the Bible says that those that are born into the earth are from the first man, Adam, earthy. Now watch. It says, but those that are born from heaven are born of the man that came from glory. Amen. I didn't qualify. When I got born again, I qualified. Now, the Father has done this. Notice in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. The Father has qualified us. Hallelujah. These are those those things, if you won't act like you know them, they'll change your life. If you come to church and you just act like you know what the preacher's going to say, you're going to go home the same. Amen. With no hope, no help. There are people that they don't get out of their Christian life what they could get because God's not first. They make all their decisions based on what they want to do, not based on 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 not based on their calling. Not based on what's going on in their church. They make their decisions Based on what they want. Amen. And so they they have God working around their deal. And God's so good and gracious that He blesses them as far as He can. Amen. Now I'm saying this for a reason. That there are people that are carriers of the glory and they're living a subpar existence. Right. You, you understand? Because because they're not living it out. I've taught on this extensively over the last three weeks. And there are things God did to qualify us. And God did them all. It says, he put you righteous. He made you a new creature. He called you holy. He called you priests and kings before God. God did all of that. He made you that. He put you that way. For what reason? So you could carry the glory. So you could carry the glory. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. It says strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the father which has made us meet. Now that's the, the King James word meet. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That word meet is qualified. The Father has qualified you, and notice what He qualified you for an inheritance. The Weast Bible says, by every enabling power, being constantly strengthened in proportion to the manifested power of His glory, giving thanks to the Father who qualified you for the poor. Now, who qualified you? Who did? Oh, help me out. Who qualified you? God God did. God qualified us. I didn't qualify. Had to be qualified. Right? And notice what I qualified for. The share of the inheritance of the saints in the sphere of light. So we're strengthened in proportion to the manifestation of the glory. Didn't qualify for the glory or this inheritance. I had to be qualified. Had to be qualified by the Father. Amen. So one of the things I have to understand, we've talked about five different things so far. One of the things that I have to understand is that we have an inheritance. Tell out, I have an inheritance. An inheritance inheritance is something uh, that's given to you to have. You take possession of it. It becomes yours. Oh, hallelujah. An inheritance is something that's given to you to use. You have the freedom to use it. You have the freedom to enjoy it. Hallelujah. Our inheritance is the fruit of another person's labor. Remember what Jesus said? He said, he said, uh, 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 Other people have planted, and I've sent you to reap where others sowed, and you've entered into their labors. My inheritance is the fruit of Jesus' labor. Oh, hallelujah. Because why? I didn't qualify for it. We couldn't qualify ourselves. Amen. That's what, remember what the Bible says? It says not of works that I have done, right? Not my works, His works. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad that Jesus took the test and got a 100 and you got His score? Amen. Amen. People say that's cheating. No, on earth it's cheating. In heaven it's called grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you, you got, I didn't qualify. When I came to Jesus, I was like the Apostle Paul. You got to get the understanding. Paul, when he wrote, he, he said, I was a chief of sinners. He says, I hailed men and women. I went into their house and I took them to prison. The Greek says that he grabbed them by their heels and drug them by their feet down the road to put them in prison. He said, I took joy in causing them to be put in prison and caused them to be put to death. And then he wrote these words. Receive us, I have wronged no man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did he say? He said, I received mercy. I received mercy. I didn't qualify for it, but I received mercy. It was in my inheritance package. When you got born again, you received the inheritance package of the man that went to the cross and died and gave his life so that he could give you your inheritance. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Couldn't qualify myself. The father qualified me. Amen. Amen. See, that's what's so detrimental. When you go around talking about yourself in derogatory terms, I'm just a sinner. I'm just a failure. I'm just this or I'm just that. You're saying that what the father did doesn't matter. You're not a sinner because he qualified you. You're not a failure because he qualified you. Think about this. He hath made him to be sin who did not know sin. So that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now think about this. Right with God. Try that out. Close your eyes and say it out loud. I am right with God. I am right with God. God put you right with him. Nothing you did, God did it. When you are made right, think about this. When you go to, the, to court and you go through the proceedings and they acquit you, right. they find you not guilty. Now think about this for a moment. You are at that moment in right standing with the judge of that court. He is the only one. The the attorney can argue all they want. They have no power to pass judgment on you. No power. Only the judge can. And when the judge hears the evidence, and the judge hears the, 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 the issues... And then he sends it to the jury or he makes the decision and they come back and say they are not guilty. We acquit them of all charges. Immediately from that moment forward, you are in right standing with the court. Here's the thing. Who put you in right standing? Not the jury. Not the attorneys. The judge. The Bible calls God the judge of all the earth and the judge of all the earth has acquitted you of all charges against you and put you in right standing with himself. And that's part of your inheritance. Ah, my righteousness is an inherited righteousness. I got it from somebody who was righteous. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? Think about this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'm recapping a little bit. Therefore, it says, uh, 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 verse 16 says, we know no man after the flesh. Now, now, notice this. Wherefore, hence, can you back up to 15? And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Now stop right there and, and, and bear with me for a moment. People look at that and they think, sin should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him. Now watch. You don't live according to what you think about you. You live according to what the one that died for you thinks about you. What does he think about you? Verse 16. Wherefore, now remember, wherefore, Think about this. What are you doing? You're not living to yourself. You're living to him. Wherefore, in light of that, we know no man after the flesh. Is that right? We are supposed to relate with each other like new creatures. Did you know something new has no past? Is that right? If it's new, it has no past. I hope you're getting this. If you put on a new pair of shoes, those shoes have no past. If you sit in a new car, that car has no past. When you got born again, the Bible says you became a new creature. Guess what? You have no past. If you're living unto him that died and rose again, if you're living unto yourself, you're wrapped up in your past. I have no past because go to Galatians 2.20. I'll show you my death certificate. Hallelujah. Am I helping anybody? Glory to, sake, I'm a, <laughs> woo, glory to God. Say come on. Glory to God. Notice, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life, oh, wait a minute, I now live. Amen. I'm living a different life. Amen. <laughs> I'm living a different life. And I live this life in the flesh. Notice, I'm not living a life of the flesh. I'm living a life in the flesh. Amen. How do I live it? By the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Is that right? So in the mind of the Father, your old nature, your old man died on the cross. But yet you're alive with what? The life of God. Oh, glory. You have no past. Well, pastor, I remember. No, no, no. You remember what a dead man did. You don't remember what you did because you didn't do it. Y'all look at me like a calf in a new gate. <laughs> you didn't do it. Brother Hagin told a story one time after he got born again, and he was sitting, he said, uh, he was sitting, remember he said he was sitting on the running board of a 32 Ford. Now, I don't remember 32 Fords, but I'm assuming they had running boards because he said they did. And he was sitting there by one of his friends named Lefty. And Lefty said, you remember when we... Broke in that candy store down there. You let us in the door and we got all that candy. And Brother Hagin said, Lefty, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. He said, well, you do too. You were there. He said, no, that man's dead. He said, oh, Kenneth Hagin. He said, you almost died, but you didn't. You made it. He said, no, that man's dead. I never did that. You hear me? You didn't do it. Amen. Paul said, watch. Paul said, I was a blasphemer. I was injurious. But God be thanked. Yes. Yes. Right? Now I'm a new creature. Yes, sir. I qualify for the glory. See what, 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 the reason why a lot of people don't live out their potential is they're trying to live a glory filled life out of their old nature. They're still thinking about themselves the way they used to think. They're still thinking about themselves like they used to be. You'll never carry the glory to the full potential until you realize He made me new for one reason to qualify me to carry the glory. Shh. He didn't make you new. So you could go to heaven? If that was the case, he should have just got you saved and bopped you in the head and took you right to heaven. Little bunny foo-foo walking through the forest, picking up the field mice and bopping them on the head. Amen. No, why did he make you a new creature? So you could carry the glory in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not going to heaven because you're a new creature. You're going to heaven because you made Jesus your Lord. Hallelujah. You were made a new creature to be here on the earth and operate in the glory and operate in the power. Are you following me? So when 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 you give more attention to your past and to your mistakes, you're failing to identify the qualifications you've received. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, but, you know, I you don't know what I did. I don't know what the dead man did. Right. Amen. 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 Do you remember what, I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you. You remember what Paul said? He talked about adulteress, adulterers, and fornicators. And remember what he said? Such were some of you. Amen. Notice he didn't say, such are. Such were. Such were. Is were past tense, present tense? So I can't use were about you right now. If I say you were here, that means you were here, but now you're not. Amen. Amen. And when, when, when people say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, when people talk about what a failure they are, they're saying what, what God qualified them to do, they're not. Right. You don't have a past. Amen. Try that out loud. Close your eyes and say, I don't, I don't have a past. Now look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad, I'm so glad. that you don't have a past. Oh, but say this, but I've got a glorious, I have a glorious future. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you see that? And God put you that way. Remember the scripture where it says this it says that uh, 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 God translated you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. Who did it? Who did it? God did it. That that word means to snatch up. Translate is snatch up. It's the Greek word. It's the Greek word harpezo. It's where we get the meaning of our word for rapture. To snatch up. You know when the rapture comes, you're going to be in one location and in a blink of an eye, you're going to be in another location. Boom. Right? That means the moment you said Jesus is my Lord, boom, you were snatched up and put somewhere else. Amen. Not only were you a new creature, you were in a new environment. You were in a new life. You were in a new place. Yeah. Glory to God. And he qualified you for that. Uh uh uh. Look look look, look at Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. I'm watching my time. Ephesians 1 and 11. I, 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 for the sake of time, I want to read it to you from the Amplified Bible. It says, in him we also were made God's heritage portion, and we obtained an inheritance. Amen. The inheritance is not something we're looking forward to in the future. Heaven is not your inheritance. Heaven is your home. Not your inheritance. Notice that the Bible never says Jesus died to give you heaven. It says he died to give you freedom. Where? On the earth. There's no need for freedom in heaven. There's nobody bound. Amen. Amen. You know, when I was a boy growing up, and I don't have anything against these people or the songs. I really don't. But will you sing that song when we all get to heaven? What a day of rejoicing that will be. We'll rejoice then. Amen. You you understand? What were they doing? Putting their inheritance off till we get to heaven. When that's not where your inheritance is. Your inheritance is in the earth. I've got it right now to use it right now. Oh, hallelujah. We've obtained an inheritance now. These things belong to us right now. Look at, look at Acts 20. There's a lot in the Bible about this. Acts chapter 20. And uh, verse 32, now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. The Amplified Bible says, give you your rightful inheritance. So notice, how does my inheritance come to me? Through the word. Because you won't know what your inheritance is till you get in the word. Once you get in the Word, you know what your inheritance is. You don't know what your inheritance is naturally till you go to the reading of the will. Amen. They have to read the will and give you your inheritance. Well, the Bible calls Jesus the testator. And it says that a testament is uh, 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 in, of power, right? After the testator dies. follow me? Jesus died and gave us our inheritance. Then he rose from the grave and sits at the right hand of the father enforcing what he gave us. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Because you won't know what your inheritance is till you give the word. And notice the word's able to do two things. Build us up and give us an inheritance among the saints. So it belongs to the saints. See, that's what the Bible calls you. I know this may seem elementary. The Bible calls you a saint. But there are Christians who go, well, I'm no saint. Then you're not saved. If you're not a saint, You didn't get saved. Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Say what you mean. Quit dilly-dallying playing around with your inheritance. If you're a saint, you're a saint. Quit acting like you're not. Quit talking like you're not. I just don't understand why this one sin won't leave my life. Because you don't act like you have authority over it. Because you don't act like you have dominion over sin you talk and act like sin has dominion over you. When the Bible said part of your inheritance was sin will not have dominion over you because I'm not under law, but I'm under grace. In other words, I'm not under what I can do. I'm under what God can do. I'm under God's power and God's ability. Amen. Amen. It's my inheritance package. I say it's my inheritance package. Hmm. And, and and it belongs to me. Say it out loud. It belongs to me. I have been qualified. Glory to God. Amen. Look 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 at Acts twenty six. Acts twenty six. I, I I won't get through all this tonight. Verse 20, Acts 26, verse 18. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to, the, to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them that are sanctified by the faith that's in me. Well, those that are sanctified would be saints. That's us. So the inheritance is among the saints. Amen. And notice... They're sanctified by faith. So God says you're sanctified. How many times have you heard in church, well, I just want the Lord to sanctify me? Already done. Already done. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to take the next month and I'm going to fast and just sanctify myself. Failure looking to happen. You're about to eat 12 of the biggest meals you ever ate. Amen. Why? Because you can't sanctify yourself. You can fast till your belly button touches your backbone and you're not going to be sanctified by that. You can turn off the TV. You can not read the newspaper if they still print the paper. You, you, whatever you want to do and you're not going to be any more sanctified. Amen. Just like you can't be any more righteous. Well, pastor, you can live more righteous. Qual- uh, define that for me. Define living righteous. What does that mean? Righteousness doesn't denote conduct. It denotes standing. How can you be in any more right standing with God than you are? If you went to the judge and he acquitted you and said you're not guilty, how can you be more not guilty than not guilty? How can you be more righteous than righteous? Well, you know, I just, I just, I just, no, the Bible doesn't even, the Bible does not say your works make you righteous. It says once you're righteous, you do works of righteousness. Amen. You can't talk to people like they're sinners and expect them to do works of righteousness. Amen. They're going to do works of the flesh. Yeah, Amen. Now, none of our parents, but I'll hear parents, and they'll just talk to their kids like like their kids are just failures. And then they want them to succeed. How can they succeed when the person that means the most to them thinks they can't? That child is in right standing with you no matter what they do. They can't get more right standing. I cannot love my children more. Can't. Why? I love them 100% now. Yeah, but what if they make a mistake? That means nothing. Does not mean I overlook it or act like it didn't happen, but did it stop me from loving them? Right? (laughs) Who qualified you? You're a saint. You're sanctified. Isn't that what it says? I, I say, isn't that what it says? Yeah. Among them that are sanctified. So, so you're not the black sheep. You're not the one unsanctified guy. Amen. You're not the cockroach in the punch bowl. Amen. <laughs> right? So think, think about this. So when God sanctified you and God put you righteous, you fit in perfectly. Isn't it funny you had to learn after you got born again, somebody had to teach you to think like you were still a sinner? Right? right? Hallelujah. Are, are you following me? If you got born again and you just came to a church where they taught you that you were the righteousness of God in Christ, that old things were passed away, all things had become new, immediately, Pastor Michelle wrote in her book, Escaping Hell, I thank God that, that, that when she got born again, she wasn't around a bunch of people that was always bringing up her past. She was around people that were reminding her that she was a new creature in Christ Jesus. People say, how is it she never relapsed? She never thought she was an addict. Yeah, but she was. No, she wasn't. The attic died in the month of August 32, 30 years ago. That Anak died and never resurrected. Why? It cannot resurrect. It's dead. You can live like a dead man if you want, but that dead man's not coming back to life. They're dead. Well, what do you hear in so many churches? Gotta watch the flesh. Gotta watch the flesh. Oh, the flesh. Oh, the flesh. What? You gotta watch your flesh if you're living out of your flesh. If you're living out of your spirit, the flesh is your dog. I'm serious. Can I borrow your purse? What is this body? It's the carrying case. I don't know what Marie has in here. I'm sure it's probably a few thousand. But, amen. It's kind of heavy carrying all that around. Glory to God. Right, amen. Waiting for the offering. But, uh, now, now, Right? But think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. How fun, how silly would it be if Pastor Marie walked in here and she's walking down the aisle with this bag. And all of a sudden she goes, oh. Oh, the bag's out of control. Just out of control. <laughs> Who's holding the bag? Who? I'm holding the bag. Right? This is a carrying case. The only thing your body's good for is to carry you around. Amen. The, the glory is in your spirit. And your spirit is contained in your body. This, this, this body gives you a right to be in the earth and manifest the glory. But people talk about how the flesh is in control. Got to watch the flesh. Got to watch the flesh. The problem with that is you can't find one New Testament scripture to back that up. Well, Ro- Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 is a treatise. It's not Paul talking about Paul after he was born again. It's Paul talking about Paul before he was saved. What did he say in the last last verse of Romans chapter 7? What did he say? Who will deliver me from this body of death? What did he say? I thank God through Christ Jesus my Lord. Is that what he said? That with the mind I serve the law of God. I know what I should do. But if I live after the flesh, I'll serve the law of sin. Is that right? Next verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There was not a chapter break. Next verse, next statement. What do he say? There is therefore, there is therefore. Because Jesus Christ delivered me from that body of death, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Now, it says who walk not after the flesh. And here's what religion does. See there? Then not walk after the flesh. It's an assumption statement. If you're in Christ, it's just assumed you don't walk after the flesh. You walk after the Spirit. You set people up for failure when you put the flesh over here as some big baddie equal to the Spirit. Where's God at? Where is God? Don't say in heaven. He is in heaven. Where is God? He's not in Christ either. He's in me. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Let's let's read it. Am I helping anybody? I, I am throwing this at you as quick as I can. I've only got about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Now, wait a minute. We quote this verse and we quote the last part of this verse. Yeah, brother, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And a lot of times Christians that are quoting that no more believe that than they believe they're a Martian. Because that same Christian will talk about how the flesh is out of control. That same Christian will say, I'm a sinner, just saved by grace. Back back up to the first part of that verse. Watch those first four words. You are of God. You are, well, now wait a minute, help me, are. What kind of word? What kind of word? Are, are and what kind of word is it? Present. Present tense, you are. So that would be when, you are right now. Right now. Of, preposition of, denotes the, 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 the substance, the lineage, the beginning. You are, right now, of God little children what Jesus get in the biggest trouble for calling God his father God's your father not in a religious sense our father and they no more believe it than a man in the moon they don't believe God's their father You know, Pentecostal people don't... Blow. Oh, brother, I wouldn't say that. Why not? He did. Amen. Is that right? You are of God, little children. You're God's children. And have overcome them. Is that right? Because greater... Is he that's in you. The part of you that's born of God. Than he that's in the world. Now wait a minute. How can the world overcome you. If the greater one is in you. I'll tell you. Because you don't live like the greater ones in you. If I live like the greater ones in me. I'm going to overcome the world. I qualify to overcome the world. Look at 1 John, 1 John 5, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Am I helping anybody? I hope a little bit anyway. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. I want you to see this because this is another verse that we quote the latter end of it. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That's true. But look at the first part of that. Whosoever, they use the word whatsoever, whosoever is better. Whosoever is born of God. Stop right there. What's 1 John 4, 4 say? You are what? 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever, whosoever is born of God. If I am of God, am I born of God? Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith in what? Our faith in the fact that I am born of God. I qualify. I qualify to overcome. I say I qualify to overcome. I'm a born overcomer. Aren't you? Do you see that? So when, when, when people degrade themselves, when people talk, listen, when people and, and I know people have tough past, but when you make much of your past, you make little of your victory. Amen. I gotta talk more about my qualification than what I was. Amen. Amen. You know, there are people in here that you were an addict at one time. Were, but the addict's dead. Isn't that great? You have been qualified. You have been, he said, God qualified you. Amen. Your inheritance can't be ruined. It it can't be compromised. Amen. There There are things that want to corrupt your inheritance. The enemy wants to corrupt your inheritance, and he's got to get you to help him. You understand? He's got to get you to help him. Don't help him. What did Jesus say? Now think about this. The prince of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. Now here, listen to me. Are you born of God? I say, are you born of God? Yes. Is God your father? Yes. Is Jesus your brother? Yes. In your spirit, you're a wall-to-wall Holy Ghost? Yes. Is your spirit perfect? Yeah, it is. Oh, let us see. I got it, it, the, the volume went down. Is your spirit per- now? Wait a minute. Let, let me qualify this. Is God perfect? Yes, is He yes. perfect, yes. spotless? Yes. Right? Where'd you get your spirit? I can quote it to you from the book of Hebrews. It says this that God is the father of spirits. Who's the father? Think, think here, follow me here. Has God ever sinned? No. Can God sin? No. If he's the father of your spirit, has your spirit ever sinned? No. Can your spirit sin? No. You hear me? That's just the reality of it. Amen. Your spirit is perfect. Perfect. Pastor, I'm not perfect. Your spirit is perfect. Why would the Bible tell you to be perfect as he's perfect if you couldn't be perfect? Now, people downplay that. Oh, don't let that word throw you. It just means mature. Come on, man. It means full grown. It means complete. We got so many baby Christians running around their pampers because they don't realize they qualify for the glory. Amen. We got people sitting in the corner sucking on the binky when they ought to be eating tomatoes or steak and potatoes. When you realize you qualify, you get at the adult table. Amen. 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 Oh, I'm helping somebody. Helping me. That's why you don't want to talk about things like the world talks about. I'll hear, I'll hear Christians say this. They'll be standing there and they'll look at you and they'll go, ha, 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 happy wife, happy life. Boy, I'm glad I don't live with a flesh woman. Because that's all that means. Right. That means you got an out of control flesh wife. Amen. Boy, it got quiet. <laughs> Start talking about marriage and money. It just gets quiet. Ladies, I, I, that would bother me. If the indication is if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Well, what is mama? Some kind of brawling woman? Because you know what the Bible says about a brawling woman twice? It's, it's better to live on top of a house than with a brawling woman. It says it's better to live with a constant drip, drip, drip of water on your head than to live with a brawling woman. I don't know about anybody's marriage. I'm not preaching about your marriage. I'm trying to explain to you. Why would you talk about your marriage the way the world talks about their marriage? Yours is a marriage made in heaven. Right? Right? And that's why you get around people that have coarse words and you get around people that have uh, 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 arguments and it's so foreign to you. It's not your mind that it's foreign to, it's your spirit. Your spirit's not used to those words. Amen. And if you keep listening to that kind of stuff, you'll dumb your spirit down you'll callous your spirit. You'll callous your spiritual ears. And the flesh will begin to be more appetizing to you than your spirit. But when you keep the the fact in mind that you have qualified for your inheritance, you'll keep your spirit with the ascendancy. Amen. Amen. Let me move on. I might have blown the whole thing with that little bit of teaching there. (laughs) You've been qualified. You're qualified to carry the glory. See, religion will create an inferiority complex. And here's what I mean by this. Now, uh, when I say this, don't amen me. (laughs) Because here's what religion says. When God looks at me, he looks at me through the blood. No, he don't. Why does he have to look at you through the blood? I thought the Bible says the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. I thought you were in right standing with God. And what people, what what they mean is the only way God can stand me because after all, just an old sinner saved by grace. How do you qualify that with all the other verses? Come boldly to the throne and find grace to help in a time of need. My little children, I write these things unto you so that you don't sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Who's able to what? Put you in right standing with God. Amen. 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 Well, but the Bible says that when God saw the blood, he would pass over. He, would, he saw the blood and he would pass over a group of unborn again, non-spirit filled people that wanted nothing to do with God. Right. Is that you? No. People say the blood is on the doorpost of my house. The blood is on the doorpost of my heart. My physical house has nothing to do with it. Wherever I am, the temple of God is. I am the Shekinah temple. You are the Shekinah temple. The holy of holies has moved out of that secret place into you. You qualify. Let me hurry. Where am I at? I don't even know. I mean, I just believe that he looks at me through the blood. Fine, then live an up and down existence. Live not, no, live, a, live a, a spiritual, schizophrenic life. Up one day and down the next. How is it that, are you seated with Christ? Where, where are you seated with Christ? Oh, help me, help me, help me. In heavenly places. And where's the exact location? Where? where? At the right hand of the Father. Not 450,000 seats down. I'm in, there's only one seat beside the Father. It's the seat of being in Christ. I am in Christ and I'm seated right by Him. But, you know, God just hardly can't stand and look at me. That's what religion believes. And that's why you go to religious churches and you go to religious people and they don't get prayers answered and they don't have victory in their life and they don't see victory manifesting. Why? They they really don't believe they deserve it and they don't believe God wants to give it to them. That's why they'll make uh, uh, misinformed statements like God will give you what you need but not what you want. Why? Because God's such a tyrant, but He's got enough love in Him that at least He'll give you what you need. When the Bible said He'd give you the desires of your heart. When Jesus said, How is it that you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children? He said, Your heavenly Father will give good gifts to those that love Him. Amen. You understand? Well, hallelujah. What, what, did, what did he say? What did he say? He said, if you ask anything in my name, the Father would give it to you. The Father would. The Father would. The Father would. What, what kind of thing? How many things? How many things? Why would he give you anything? You qualify. Well, just through Jesus. Okay, now are you saying that because you believe that or because you're being religious? Oh, brother, it's Jesus in me. Well, we know that. Amen. Like the guy came up one time and just sang a song and a guy came up to him and said, that was really good. And the man went, oh, brother, that wasn't me. That was all Jesus. And the man went, no, it wasn't. Jesus is better than that. You understand? So, so don't, don't say things like that. I have, I, all, all of my children, they were always this way. My, my adult children aren't so much this way anymore. But, but my, little, my little girl is and all my grandkids are. When I go in my grandkids' house, I mean, they love me. They love to see me. But they're like, oh, Paul. And we love Paul. What'd you bring? <laughs> Amen. I promise you, I'll get home tomorrow and I'll pick Liliana up from school. We are going to go home and we're going to go in that house and she's going to put her backpack up and go in the living room and sit on the couch like this. Because I'm bringing something. Well, how does she know? She just knows. Who's her father? Right? I've convinced her, I want to give something to you. Why does she qualify? She has a last name. Steel. Qualifies you. Qualifies you to sit at my table. Do you know she's never paid a bill? I never cut the air condition off in her room. I, I, never, I never turned her light off. Why? She qualifies. You following me? Guess what? If your kids came to my house, your grandkids came to my house and they wanted something to eat, they get it. Why? They qualify. Why? They're in pastor's house. In my father's house are many mansions if it wasn't true I wouldn't tell it to you I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place for you in my father's house so that where I am you can be also I'm going to qualify you so you can live with me forever I got to be done I carry the same glory Jesus carried the same glory the Father carried. And the Father qualified me to carry that glory. Look, look at this last verse, 1 Corinthians one thirty. Oh, my Lord. I preached myself happy 30 minutes ago. The, these are those things that revolutionize your life. Because it 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 puts you in another mindset. Look at verse thirty of First Corinthians one. Of him are you in Christ, who is of God, made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Of him, the Father, are you in Christ. I am of the Father. I came out of the Father. He is the source of my life. He's the Father of my spirit. I've been qualified to carry the glory. Amen. Now, religion has a hard time with that. You came out of the Father. Where else did I come from? The problem is is, is in the way you view that I. I. If you think I, flesh, no, this body, I mean, God created it. The Bible says glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. My body belongs to God because God created it. But my spirit came out of God. Your spirit came out of God. I am of God. God is my father. If I say God is my father and yet I say I didn't come out of God, then I'm lying somewhere. If God's your father, you came out of God. If you came out of God, <laughs> your spirit has God's DNA. If, if they could take a spiritual DNA sample, your DNA would be God positive. Amen. I've been qualified. Tell your neighbor, I've been qualified, been qualified. to carry the glory.